strange in your neighborhood who you gonna call ghostbusters yeah so (laughs) today i'm bringing you my very first ever episode with ghost from my third eye podcast and i don't want to say i was nervous but i was kind of nervous and you can hear it a little bit in the episode because i'm like trying to make sure i'm saying everything right and i'm not disappointing ghost uh because he was nice enough to have me on but i told him my very first ever um not my very first ever so i told him the ghost stories about my family and what's kind of led me down like this spiritual paranormal supernatural conspiracy theory path and it really spurred me along into starting my own podcast so i'm bringing you what started it all and i hope you enjoy it everything i said in the episode is true and um it's pretty crazy I thought you'd find it interesting. It kind of helps you get to know me a little bit better. And today I've got a new five-star review to read for you. I just love it so much. It's by Allie One Love. And it is entitled New Listener, Five Stars. Great job, Julia. I really enjoyed your podcast. I'm glad to find and listen to like-minded people. Keep dropping truth bombs. There are more quote-unquote woke people than you know. Woo! I love it. I love my five-star reviews. I'm such a nerd. Keep leaving them. I really appreciate it. It just, you know, it warms me up. Just knowing that anybody is listening and anybody is um, just enjoying it. So have a listen to this episode. Let me know what you think. If you want to come on, of course, cosmic.peach.podcast on Instagram. Hit me up. I love to hear from y'all and I love to interact with everybody. So find me on Instagram. Enjoy the episode and have a great day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. Tonight, I'm bringing you Julia. Uh, she's contacted me with uh, some paranormal stories that have uh, been, I don't know, necessarily plaguing her family's um, entire life. But, uh, you know, when she reached out, she said, yep, when, when I introduced myself, yep, oh, you're that family. So I immediately was like, yeah, let's do this, uh, get you on the show, and hopefully we can we can dive down this rabbit hole of uh, paranormal activity and you will you guys will find as 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 it goes paranormal is one word that i i struggle with pronouncing correctly so i i get it you're gonna be like oh, that's not how you say it but anyway i'm i'm half retarded sometimes so just bear with me <laughs> so uh having said that um julia how are you 
I'm great. Thank Good. you. And thank you for coming on. Um, why don't you let the listeners know uh, where they can find you on, on social media if they have any questions or maybe even have any answers to some of your questions that you might bring up tonight? Yes. Um, so my Instagram is really the only place that I get on and it's cosmic.peach um, underscore. So cosmic.peach underscore. And I've often wondered what all of this means for my family. Um, it's really, really unknown. And as much research as I've done, I feel like there are missing pieces that somebody might have experienced themselves and, and have an answer <laughs> to some of these questions. Right. So yeah, I would love to hear some of the theories that anyone has. Um, awesome. And I did, I do have notes just so I don't forget anything. These stories have been told throughout my family so many times in the same way, and they're really scary. And I wish it wasn't true, you know, but it is true. And, um, you know, um, my family is really extremely sensitive to paranormal stuff. And even as children, my mom would be like, go with your gut, like whatever you whatever you feel in your gut, just go with your gut. And in a way, I feel like that kind of prepares you to like flex your third eye, you know, mm -hmm. because your third eye, it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the easier it's going to be to have those kind of experiences. Oh, totally. And, and so like before I did anything, and any member of my family is the same way we would go to our mom and be like, do you have a bad quote unquote feeling about that? And they'd be like, no, I mean, I feel like that's fine. Go ahead and go to your friend's house or whatever. And we'd be like, okay. But if my mom said she had a bad feeling about whatever I was about, you couldn't pay me to do whatever I was going to do. <laughs> if I was like, um, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, going to this party. Oh, I have a bad feeling about that. I'd be like, okay, I'm staying home end of story because every single time she was right and like something terrible would happen to me oh, wow. so I just stopped you know going against her better judgment and um she did get a little manipulative with that though <laughs> like hey mom what do you think about me doing this or that Ooh, I got a bad feeling and I was like okay fuck you mom I'm still getting my nipples pierced like <laughs> I don't care <laughs> So she did get a little manipulative with that, but most of the time she was right. Gotcha. Um, and so it's, it's easy for people to say, I don't believe any of this exists because it's never impacted their life directly. Mm -hmm. And because my family is so acutely affected by everything, it's just like not a question for us. Gotcha. Any ghost story, anything, we're always very like, I believe you <laughs> just based on stuff that's happened in our life. It's a hundred percent for me. I believe most of the stuff people say my mom's side of the family are from the Appalachian mountains in Kentucky. Okay. And there is a legend that um, my great grandpa, Troy was known as a mountain healer. And Ooh. they're also referred to as conjuring healers. And it's said that this gift is passed down to the seventh son of the family. And he happened to be the seventh son. So apparently he inherited this like hereditary gift. 
and people would come from all around to my great grandpa for him to like lay hands on them. And he would whisper like some type of incantation. Nobody knows what it was. It was a secret Mm -hmm. and whatever was wrong with them, they would be healed. And so before that person dies, they have to pass it along to the next person in line in your family. And so before my great grandpa died, he called my aunt in and he told her whatever it was that he was doing. Mm -hmm. And she never told anyone. She, we, we don't know what he said to her in that room. Okay. And so he passed it along to her. Um, and then actually she never passed it. (laughs) She just kept it to herself and then she never passed it along. I wish it would have been me. (laughs) Like, I'm just going (laughs) to be honest. Right. Um, so this same, um, grandpa Troy appeared to my grandmother in the middle of the night. Um, and she woke up and she saw him like in his white tank top, like kind of standing off, like to the end of her bed. And she woke up and she saw him and she kind of called out to him and he came and he sat on the end of her bed and was looking at her and she was like, daddy, is that you? And like, he didn't say anything. And so she, she later finds out that he had passed away that night. Mm. And my grandma was so private. Like she never wanted to say ghost stories or anything like that. So she'd always just say, I seen a vision of daddy sitting at the end of my bed, but you know, and we'd be like, yeah, mama, that was a ghost. Like, it's okay. (laughs) Like you can just say that. (laughs) Um, so my family moved from Kentucky to the Cleveland, Ohio area, which I know you're in Pennsylvania, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So my cousin actually lives on this county line road where half of the road's Ohio and half of the road is Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And so you know how the weather and everything is like it's oh, yeah. bitterly cold up yep. there. And um it's like 70 here today. So I don't know where how cold it is where you <laughs> Lucky are right you. Now, <laughs> I think it was, I was like so 40 some. Yeah, I was really happy to move up out of Ohio because I was so tired of the snow and the cold and it was gross. Um, I wish they would have stayed in Kentucky. And um, my grandpa in 1979, he bought what we call like the Ford Avenue house because mm-hmm. it's just it was so creepy. And he rented it out to my mother and my aunt on two separate occasions. And they never because my family's kind of private, they never like shared the experiences that they had until way later. Okay. And my mom would always say she heard like little tiny, like baby footsteps coming down the hall, which is normal because my sister would crawl into bed with her at night all the time. Okay. And so she would hear like these little baby footsteps and they would come around the side of the bed. And she'd flip the covers open and she'd be like, come on, get, get in bed. And she wouldn't feel anyone get into the bed. So she kind of like cracked her eyes open and it would be nothing. Mm. Um, that happened a couple of times and she was like, what the hell? You know? So she got up one night and my sister was like passed out of sleep. And my brother was a baby. He was in the crib. So he couldn't have been up toddling around. Right. 
but um so my aunt moves in and she's really super sensitive on a whole nother level and so while she did hear footsteps if she was downstairs it would be upstairs if she was upstairs it'd be downstairs um and but she told a story where she was washing dishes one night in the sink and she was just she had like one of those old glass coffee pots Mm -hmm. like everybody has a Keurig now but that was like a big glass coffee pot and she was washing it and it just shattered like in her sink Hmm. and she says she heard like the voices telling her like take the glass and like slit your wrist open and we're very we're a very like christian religious family so it was probably hard for her to say something like that like she heard voices in her head telling her to pick up glass and like slit her wrist with it right and she kind of kept that to herself but um it was like the normal spooky shit that would happen like with the footsteps and like the voices and stuff but so my baby cousin Brittany would bang her head on everything in that house violently smash her head into everything and we thought there was something wrong with her so they took her to the hospital and they were like there's nothing wrong with her at all whatsoever but she would just sit in the floor and bang her head constantly to the point where she was red in the face just her face would get bloated and red and just screaming and crying and just banging her head and we I I don't know if they put like a little bucket hat on her at some point I don't know what they did but I often think that something was shoving her head into stuff because my sister says when they when she would witness my cousin having one of these episodes that it almost looked like as a baby, my cousin was resisting it, okay. but her head kept like smashing down. Ah. And I, I said this to my cousin, I said, what if it was something doing that to you as a baby? You couldn't even have said anything. And she was just like, I don't want to talk about it. She was like, <laughs> I have goosebumps. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just not talk about it with you then. Yeah. It's not but- normal for a little kid to just sit there and smash their head and keep doing it because once they feel pain you know what i mean they're going to want to stop you know what i mean that's what i said too yes and so um one night they put Brittany, who was two months old in the middle of the king size bed and it wasn't even a normal bed it was like a like a water bed okay and they put her in the middle and with pillows all around her you know and my aunt's in the other room and she just hears like thud And she goes in and Brittany has like flown across the room and she has a gigantic goose egg on the top of her head. And so they scoop her up, they go downstairs or trying to like rush her out because she's already has like this trauma with like bashing her head into everything. And now she's like literally flown across the room and she's got like a huge goose egg on her head. They're terrified. And my uncle goes to, you know, throw open the door and the screen door the glass screen door comes back on him and his arm goes through the screen door and it slit all the way down his wrist. And, um, he actually had to have surgery because it went through his tendon. Oh man. Um, and so that, that's the kind of stuff I say, like no spices added, like this is completely, (laughs) he literally had to have surgery to repair his tendon because it was like totally sliced. Um, 
which is just, it just goes to show you like when my aunt said she heard something, tell her like slit your wrist, slit mm-hmm. your wrist. And then it literally happened to my uncle, but he's like a manly man, like Tim Allen, Tim, the tool man, like Ooh, right. manly. Yeah. <laughs> and so when he tells his story, he's like, Oh, I'm sure like the wind just, I said, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, the wind, it was the wind. Blew right. The screen door <laughs> sliced your arm off. Yeah. That, Cause that's normal. What happens. Um, and so when things started escalating like this, my, I think my aunt had kind of been talking around a little bit and my cousins actually lived in the house next door for 40 years. Okay. And when I knew I was going to talk to you, I wanted to see if my aunt had ever said anything to her about like what she had experienced there. So I called her up and I was like, Hey, how you doing? You know, she had no idea why I was calling. And I was like, do you remember that the time when um, Aunt Connie lived in the Ford Avenue house? And she was like, oh, yeah, the one where the guy killed himself in. Oh, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, that one. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, you know, I saw him standing at the foot of my bed like every night for years when I was little. And I was like, are you serious? And she was like, yeah, he had a flannel shirt on. I I remember it like it was yesterday. She had no idea why I was calling. And she just like volunteered this information. Wow, that's crazy. It's almost like <laughs> and, it, 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 the story needed to manifest out. You know what I mean? Like it, it literally. Way. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And so I didn't tell her I was doing this or whatever, but I did. I looked like a featherless chicken when she told me that I just had deuce bumps all over me. And I was like, yeah, that, that house. Uh-huh. And um, so several years later, my grandpa actually built a church and his house on the same street, like really close next to each other. And he built it from nothing. He built it with his bare hands. And that was like in 1994. And it was a pretty like decent sized house, you know, like three bedroom, two bath, like no big humongous mansion or anything. Um, But I have to say whatever moved from the first house to this new house or whatever period was in the second house was completely immune to religious icons. Oh, period. My grandma and grandpa were completely devout, very religious, private, very, you know, Jesus, everything. Right. And they had little pictures of Jesus, crosses everywhere. They had like an oil lamp, like with Jesus in the middle, (laughs) it would like (laughs) drip oil down, like ripple. And, you know, so whatever was in the house did not give one shit about how many crosses were up in there right I've heard like when people experience something that they feel is a dark entity or something demonic they pray like the blood of Jesus over it and it'll dissipate or they bring someone in with like the water and none of that Hmm. none of that like it did not matter at all whatsoever and so Everyone for a time had to move into that house to take care of my grandparents. 
um, you know, they just had like the old people stuff going on. My grandpa went into the nursing home and my grandma actually started to have like the, the dementia type symptoms coming on. So we, we lived with her just to take care of her and make sure, you know, bills were paid and everything. So the first people that moved in was my same aunt and my cousin, Brittany and my uncle and my cousin, Brooke. And, um, so, I mean, I want to preface this by saying there was a lot of beautiful memories in that house and Thanksgivings and Christmases and like a lot of love. And right. it was terrifying though, at the end of the day, that house was terrifying. I don't even like to look at it when we pass it, like going down the street. Mm. Cause I don't want something to like follow me up out of that house. Right. So, um, when my aunt, and my cousins lived in the house. Um, Brittany says that she would see her sister Brooke walking around in the house, like broad daylight. She would maybe be in the kitchen and she'd look over and Brooke would be walking up about the house and she'd call to her like, Brooke, like, what are you doing? And she wouldn't reply. And so she'd be like, what a bitch, you know, Brooke, what's up? And go and look and Brooke's totally passed out asleep in her room. Every single time the entity manifested itself as Brooke and would walk about the house, Brooke was somewhere passed out asleep. Wow, she weird. slept all the time. She was the sleepiest person ever. She would be found like somewhere curled up in a ball asleep at any given moment while she lived in that house. But she was like every we saw her walking around all the time and then we would go check and she'd be uh, like past like rim sleep somewhere like didn't just fall asleep wasn't like sitting up kind of half asleep and on her phone whatever she was completely asleep but we saw her walking up around and about in the house wow that's weird and it was like whatever was in the house would constantly manifest itself as our family members somebody that we would love and trust and feel comfortable with mm -hmm. that if we saw them in the next room we would be okay having seen them in there right but it wasn't them and mm. my almost like aunt, a dark entity trying to gain your trust ghost i mean really it terrified us and my aunt would say like she would see my great grandma like sitting in the living room like eating a piece of juicy fruit like it was nothing hmm. like that would be like something my great grandma would do be sitting there eating a piece of juicy fruit and then we're like oh yeah but she died like five years ago right but like, it would just be like out of the corner of your eye you wouldn't think anything of it because you'd be so used to seeing that person doing like um but it was also living people uh, yeah, that that's the weird one. You know what I mean? Because like you said, your cousin was obviously alive. You'd go look for her. She'd be in REM sleep, but you'd you'd see her. And yes, it's like, yes, up and walking around and yeah. looking at us, looking at us in our eyes. Did she ever communicate? <laughs> OK, so it does get better. <laughs> OK, Um. so my aunt. um particularly said one day she came out of the hallway she saw like my mom from like the back of her head and this is a type of environment where we had like an open door 
at my grandparents' house, people came and went all the time. Ghosts, like it was okay. just like you don't know, you didn't know who was going to show up at my grandparents' house and just be eating, you know, a nutty buddy sitting on the couch. Like you right. just don't know. Like it was just very <laughs> relaxed, very. Um, so she thinks she sees my mom from like the back of her head, and she goes around the side of the couch and she's like, "Hey, Sheila, like what are you doing?" Um, and it just my mom just like stares up, looks at her right in the face just looks at her and my aunt said she just had like this like her heart just dropped into her stomach kind of feeling Mm -hmm. and my mom just had like these dead eyes and just started speaking to her in another language she she doesn't know what what was said she just said she looked at me she stared at my eyes and she had like these dead eyes and like she just started like speaking some kind of other language wonder if it was latin i have no well my aunt wouldn't have known right. you know she was just like she just started speaking like in another language at me and she said I, I i just prayed the blood of jesus like all over me and and i went and i just ran away and when she came back out of course like nobody was sitting there hmm. but that is so terrifying to me. my mom is actually a living person at that time right and it took her form. That's weird. Ghost, I was always told that if you were a Christian and you had Jesus in your heart, that demonic things like that couldn't come for you, couldn't take your shape. And that's, actually, I don't know, like, uh, people that are, are big believers in, in Christ and, and being saved and what have you actually demons tend to latch on to them a lot quicker because they're going to try and test that. It's just the fact that it, it was able to take the shape of living human beings Mm -hmm. and not like, yes, also dead ones, but living human beings who were also like young, like my cousin Brooke was like 12 or 13. Okay so innocent like it wasn't like she was back there playing with a ouija board and like inviting something like none of that Hmm. and we had jesus pictures on every wall of the house and it was it was like it was it nothing affected it whatsoever um and so my cousin Brittany, she said please don't say this and i was like it's great material she (laughs) She said when she lived there, she would go in the kitchen and just get empty cups and leave them in her room um, because she knew like she'd have to wake up in the middle of the night and have to pee. And she she was was, scared to go to the bathroom. She was too scared to even leave her room at night. Um, And I can very much say that there was something going on in that hallway, even in broad daylight with the hallway light on. At Thanksgiving dinner, if I was to go up to any one of them and be like, hey, I have to pee, they knew exactly what I meant, that I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. Somebody had to, like, go with me to the bathroom because it was that creepy and scary. Do, do um, any, Does anybody live there now? No, not no. not our family. But any any is it inhabited, though? People Some, do. Someone did buy the house. Have you ever talked um, to them? We were planning on, I'm actually going on a trip up there next in two weeks. Okay. And we have a mind 
now that I've been courageous enough to like tell you this story, <laughs> um, because a lot of times we tell people this story and they say, Ooh, that family is a bunch of kooks. And right. so we do have a mind to go there and knock on the door and just ask them if they have experienced anything in the house. But my fear is that this is a Hamilton problem and not a house problem. Okay. Um, because as we go kind of along in the story, it just doesn't matter where we go. It just follows. It just is kind of like a family issue. So as my um my aunt and uncle and cousins are living there, one night um my sister came to visit my grandma and we're really close. So, you know, she wanted to sleep in the bed with my grandma that night. Um, so she spent the night, she slept in the bed with my grandma. And um, she said she woke up because she felt heavy on her chest and like, like sleep apnea or something like she just woke up and like, she was like out of breath, like she just couldn't breathe. Right. And she saw like pacing in the hallway out of the crack of the door. And um, she was like, okay, like who's out there? And she was like, oh, it's Brooke you know, walking up and down the hallway and she goes, Brooke, like, it's like real early in the morning. She says she thinks it was like two or three, but my mom, my grandma didn't have like an alarm clock or anything in there. So she doesn't know if it was probably three, who knows? Right. And she's like, Brooke, it just stops and turns and looks at her grins, just a huge smile, just grinning at her. And she goes, it looks like Brooke. It's not Brooke. Mm. And so that's when the terror consumes you and you don't, you can't move. You can't anything. Right. And she said, it just stopped. It looked, it grinned at her and slowly began to bend backwards like the girl, like, like in the exorcist, like when her body was backwards, but her head was normal. Yeah. And I never saw anything like that. So of course, like when my sister said it, I was like, did you close, like, did you close your eyes? Like what, like she said, hell no, I didn't close my eyes. I wanted to see where it went. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, she was like, I, I just kept staring at it. I started praying. She said, I thought, I thought I might have to protect mama. And so I was like, okay, what? So you, you just stared at it. And she was like, I prayed and I prayed the blood of Jesus all over it. And it just kind of slunk back into the darkness of the hallway. And I said, okay, so what'd you do? Like turn the TV on. I'm sure you like didn't sleep the rest of the night. She was like, mom, I didn't have a TV. (laughs) So I just stayed like with my eyes, like wide open all night long until the sunlight started coming in through the window. And she said, then I, I had a piece about it because it was daylight and I just never, I didn't want to scare mama because she already had dementia. And so she just never, she never said anything to anyone about it. That's crazy. I don't know what I I would do if I saw someone bend backwards in half and keep their eyes locked on me and grinning at the same time. Your cousin, your little cousin. (laughs) So that's why it's. I, I just, it's so unexplainable. And I haven't heard of anyone say that the entities are taking the shape of their living loved ones. Yeah. It's not very common. You don't hear that very often at all. 
No, at least I haven't. Um, but you know, my uncle and aunt, because there was only so many bedrooms in the house, they slept in the basement mm. and they made a makeshift bedroom in the basement. And my uncle, the one that's like Tim Allen, you know, ooh, ooh, manly man. Right. He said every single night he had the same dream where he would be falling off of some a cliff or a building or out of a air like just falling and he'd always be holding up three fingers like this as he was falling and right before like he smacked the ground like he'd wake up it was 3 33 every morning oh shit he says and he does he's very skeptical right. he thought this was just like it's like I need to like take sleeping pills or something because I keep having these weird dreams and I wake up and it's like 3.33 every morning and like my bells and whistles are going off because mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, well, that's totally <laughs> supernatural. Yeah, that's the, but, the dead of the witching hour. <laughs> yes. Um, so I also think about like Ron DeFeo from the Amityville house. Mm-hmm. And he also had stated that he would wake up at like three in the morning and was having weird dreams and like hearing voices about go kill your family right. and stuff like that. And it's just really reminiscent for me. Like if they would have kept living there, would they have used my uncle because he's so skeptical and so like he doesn't believe in any of this and it would have progressed to that kind of a level mm -hmm. like that. Maybe that was like the baby steps. <laughs> First you have the dream, then you start waking up, then yep. you start hearing voices telling you to kill your whole family upstairs. Um, because yeah. I guess Ron DeFeo was also sleeping in his, the basement of his house as well. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. So now, it was just, is your uncle pretty religious as well? Yes, he is now, <laughs> oh, but he wasn't done. I don't know if he was, but I'm sure he's seen some shit. He started praying. Right. I mean, it's just one of those kind of situations where you're like, um, okay, this is really real now. Yeah. The only reason I ask is people that uh, are very religious that won't believe in ghosts or spirits or entities or, you know, whatever. Not everything's obviously a demon, but uh, it's like, well, you believe in a God that you've never seen, you believe in his son that you've never seen. The Bible is riddled mm -hmm. with apparitions coming back and, and speaking. Witchcraft. But, yeah. And, but you won't believe when you see it with your own eyes or if someone tells you. And that that's always just kind of been like a little pet peeve of mine. It's like, you believe. Yeah, in no, it's for me, it's like the yin and yang. If you believe in one, you have to believe in the other. Yeah, there exactly. is no. Um, it's actually a fine line in between what you consider to be like a divine entity and what you would consider to be like a demonic entity. I feel like that line is blurred a little bit mm -hmm. all the time. Right. We don't know what it was. Hell, I don't know what was in the house Right. at all. Like, I can't say it was a demon. It sure didn't act like one. It acted like something else that I've never heard of because a demon, like, Typically, like they will possess a person, mm -hmm. 
they don't walk freely about your house and, you know, take on the form of many different people all together at like one time. Right. It, it's usually like concentrated to like one single individual who slowly over time starts showing like weird signs that they've got something wrong with them. And then you find out which, by the way, and I'm I digress, but my grandpa used to say he would cast out demons from people at his church, which was not even like probably a few feet down the road from our house. Hmm. Makes you wonder where they might have went. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. That's really, it's kind of scary, but I hope he got them all out. But I yeah. just, you know. Um, so my aunt moves out and me and my mom and dad move in. And again, our family's kind of private about that stuff. So it wasn't that um on our entry into the house, my aunt was like, hey, by the way. If you see like broke up walking around or anything, it's all right. It's just a demon. Um, just pray the blood of Jesus over. It. Go. We didn't get that disclaimer. Gotcha. Um, so <laughs> uh, we move in and I have to tell you, I was in high school at the time and I was so depressed. Like I just wanted to kill myself all the time. And I was a pretty happy kid before we moved in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got kicked out of like three high schools. I did terrible. It's, I couldn't sleep whatsoever. I didn't want to be at school. None of that. Um, I had the most vivid dreams I've ever had in my life, even up till now, which I still have really vivid dreams, but not like this. Uh, I would have dreams where I was walking around in my grandmother's house and I would open up different doors of the house and I'd fall out like into outer space. Mm, and almost like you're falling um, into the abyss. Yeah, I would have dreams where I'd be walking down the hallway to like go to the bathroom and I'd open up the bathroom door and I'd like fall and I'd be like spinning like in like a like a portal or something. Hmm. And then um I'd also have dreams where I it's the same every time that I'd walk through a doorway and I'd be like back like right before the flood happened and like I could feel like the spray of the ocean on my face and like it was very realistic and at the time I was like a little you know bible school girl so I felt like there was something really wrong with me um but one night I had a dream and my mom actually slept in the bed with me until I was all through high school because I was so terrified And so, um, I had a dream that there, we, we were in our bed asleep and I saw something like hovering over my mother, Mm -hmm. like a dark thing, like hanging over top of my mom. And I was so scared that when I woke up, it was that kind of scared where you wake up, but you don't open your eyes because you don't want to see if it's actually there. So I was awake, but my eyelids were closed and I didn't, I just kind of laid there like paralyzed the rest of the night. And then we wake up the next morning. My mom goes, yeah, it was a rough night for me last night. I just felt like there were a lot of hands about my chest Mm. last night. And just, she said, I just could feel like hands all about my chest. And I was like, well, I'm not going to tell her what I saw because she'll have a panic attack, you know? Right. So 
again, I don't think we really ever talked about that. And my grandma was slowly slipping into dementia. And I don't know about you ghosts, but I don't feel like we really know what dementia is and how it affects um, someone. And I don't think dementia is someone who has lost their mind. I feel like you're in between consciousness and you are seeing in through the veil. That's a good theory. You know, I've never thought thought about it that way. I mean, just my experience with my grandmother, watching her go through it, she was all the way there. Mm -hmm. But what she was saying, the things she was seeing, now that I've like listened to your podcast and other podcasts, I don't feel like she had lost her mind. I feel like she was seeing through the veil at the other side. And so she would say that she saw me every night come into her bedroom and dance at the end of her bed. And she would say that they were her visitors Mm -hmm. and that she would have many different kinds of visitors come into her room every night. Um, and they would have conversations with her and she would see my cousin Brooke, of course, and she saw me. And when she said she saw me, I really started freaking out because I was like, okay, if it's Brooke, cool. But if it starts to become (laughs) me, I'm out of this bitch. Right. And so she said she did see me and I would come in and like dance for her. And that, that is creepy as hell. Yeah. You know? I don't want to be somewhere out of my body dancing for my grandmother. Exactly. And she said, oh man, I mean, she said she would see people outside in the driveway and she would get really mad because she'd be like, all these people are like coming into our driveway and just like standing. And I'd be like, are they? And it was so real to her, but I think maybe she really was seeing something that we couldn't see very good possibility i never actually even thought about looking at it in that 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 way or that light because you know they they say their mind's going but you make a good point of okay she's seeing all these different um beings or entities and and visitors and what if the veil is slowly being lifted because her her body and her her mind are, are preparing itself for the afterlife and they you know they're not much studies just a lot of theories but they say you know when when you get to that point um the veil is lifted and you you start realizing what life is truly about and more often than not you know it's either you know you see beings or you see energy beings or you Mm -hmm. you just get lights you know all all sorts of things you know there's so many different um avenues and and stories out there of what people have witnessed and you know that's that's a really good point i like i never thought to think about that that well goes get this shit get this shit my grandpa was alzheimer's right Mm -hmm. in the nursing home a few miles down from the house and he was to the point where no talking had to be fed you know there was no he couldn't recall anything and so when my grandma started to slip into dementia she would say that my grandpa would come as her visitor and sit on the end of her bed and they would just talk for hours. Now, I feel like 
maybe he was talking to her for hours. Maybe mm-hmm. he had, he was totally into the void at that point. And he was free to come and visit my grandmother because she had also started slipping and they were meeting each other in the middle. Okay. That makes sense. Um, when my wife's Nana uh, passed away a few years ago, um, she was very cognitive mind-wise uh, up until, you know, maybe the last one or two years. Um, she had congestive heart failure and what have you, but she was always very sharp with her mind. But I remember this one time, like she would share um, dreams with my wife because um, her husband had passed away when she was 65, not my wife, but my, my Nana. And uh, mm-hmm. so she lived on her own till from 65 to I think she was 92 or 93. And yeah. my wife took care of her, you know, in, in the last few years of her life. But the one dream that always stuck out is she, she told my wife, she's like, I was sitting on a park bench and granddaddy came up or, or Roland is his name. And she'd be like, Roland came up, but I wasn't sure because I couldn't quite see his face, but I knew I needed to get in the car, but I could never just get in the car something was holding me back and I looked at my wife mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's her, I think, preparing for, for the end. She's seeing she, yeah. that, that car ride is her ride to the next, to, to the afterlife, to the next life. Yeah. And she, something was holding her back saying, you're not quite ready yet. You know, you, you have it's to not wait. your time yet. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's wild. I mean, I just feel like some of the conversations that she said like that she had with my grandpa were conversations that she really like they would have sat and talked and like right. that would have really so yeah I do feel like maybe your body has not died yet but your mind has went already there right and so yeah I mean it does affect older people but your body is older mm-hmm and so, yeah, you might really be preparing to, you know, die, but y- your mind's already kind of went there. Yeah. And we're just dealing with like your, your autopilot self until your body dies. That's very true. You know, <laughs> the mind is yeah. a very, very crazy, uh, unique um, thing that, that lives inside our body. You know, I mean, that's where yeah, be- our conscious because- resides. Every time that I've ever listened to like a, a spiritual podcast, they say we're just meat suits. Like mm-hmm. this is just like the vessel that holds our spirit. And so why wouldn't it be possible for like our meat suit or like our body to still be walking around, hanging around like a pod person, but like our spirit has actually went ahead and took like that first step in mm-hmm. to the next realm. And so they, and then they take a step back and they come back and they're like, oh shit, you would never believe who I just saw. And we're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But they really did experience that. Yeah. I never call people crazy because no. hell. Nope. I don't either. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, that's one area that, that I totally cannot be studied is, is what the mind goes through and what, what is after, you know, life, you know, when, when we yeah. die. You know, everything at the end of the day, even down to religions, just a theory. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really is. And um, in the basement of that house, like we would play hide and go seek in the dark all the time as kids, because I guess we just had a morbid sense of humor because that house was super haunted. 
Um, and we turned I was just all the say that like, what was wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and so we would like on Thanksgiving or whatever, all the grownups would be upstairs like chatting, and we all go down into the basement and be like, "Ooh, let's turn the lights off and play hide and seek." <laughs> and um, we saw orbs all the time, all mm. the time down there. They were very much had their own, you know, illuminate and. I have never seen, we would get scared and run upstairs, but I, it's not like we saw like what was going on upstairs. It would just be like orbs, like right. concentrated, like energy type stuff down into the basement. But I don't know if this is a Pennsylvania thing or a Ohio thing, but that basement was full of ladybugs. Mm, yeah. Uh, either ladybugs or they're ones that look like ladybugs. They're actually like a Japanese type beetle. Um, it's it, it yeah. is a very common thing. I mean, this basement was like hordes of ladybugs, like clustered on top of each other, just all up the walls, like everywhere. Okay. And um, we don't. I haven't seen a freaking ladybug since right. I been in my grandparents house and i don't think i've seen a ladybug in oklahoma i guess i just don't like the heat but um you, you you mentioned that because my mom's old house uh weird things would go on there uh you doors would slam what have you and she had the same exact problem you'd see ladybugs with the ladybugs up in the corner up in, in rooms and just you know you'd go in there and you'd try to kill them or suck them up with a shot back or whatever but I've never had it in any one of my my houses that I've lived in it. I've only ever seen that's what I'm saying. It's like, yes, I've seen ladybugs like right. in houses and stuff since then. But ghosts, I'm talking about hordes of ladybugs. Yeah. When you're talking like a, a couple hundred just hanging up in a corner. Uh, up yeah, like a ceiling. big ball, like a big yep. cluster of them. Yep. And so I'm like doing the research to come on and talk to you. And I'm like, well, let me freaking Google it. And see, like, is there, like, some weird spiritual thing about ladybugs? And they symbolize protection. Hmm. And so I was talking to my sister about it. And I was like, what if there was something that was, like, trying to protect us from, like, whatever was go all that bad stuff that was going on in that house? I never thought of it that way. I ne Well, I never even looked into to see what, you know, the representation was. Um that that is neat because normally when you associate a bad entity you usually get flies a lot of flies and right stuff like that, or spiders but not ladybugs but that that wow you know that you might be onto something there because it's just like i told you with the yin and the yang if you're gonna have one you'll probably have the other mm -hmm. and so yeah there was some real negative ass shit going on in there but then there it's like our whole basement was covered in ladybugs and so it was like maybe there was like a positive energy that was coming from like the ladybugs <laughs> like trying to protect us because whatever else was going on in there was so horrifying mm. so yeah i feel like it was it was like that yin and yang kind yeah. of thing that's awesome and um i the, the reason i say i do think it is a hamilton problem and not so much like a house problem is because my sister never lived in that house 
but every house that she had lived in, she saw a freaking ghost in it. <laughs> Mm. and so she was living in like a duplex in Ohio and she said while she was in the bathroom she always saw a dark figure going pacing outside of the bathroom door with like a white t-shirt and and the dark hair and um she moved out of that duplex and had moved around a lot but then the first house that she moved into in Oklahoma was a it was like a newer house. It wasn't even an old house. And she said that the same man appeared to her in that house. And it would come when she was in the bathroom. Mm. The same thing that happened to her while she was in that duplex when she was in Ohio. But the now, crazy I don't want to get, thing get was too personal, but it was it when like she was going to get a shower or. Yeah. So she was at a a very vulnerable state. Yes. And so at that point, my nephew was a lot older when they moved to Oklahoma. So when he was a baby, when it happened the first time with Mm -hmm. the man, like, um, so he was old enough to, you know, be talking and everything. Like, I think he was, mm, I don't know how old he, he was older. And so he said when he was in the shower, he saw something running past the curtain Mm. and he thought my sister was messing with him because we do have a really dark sense of humor and we all like (laughs) ghosts and stuff. So he was like, mom, I swear to God, you better stop running in front of the shower curtain. And he hears her from like the living room, like way far off. Like I'm watching my show. Like nobody's messing with you. And he literally, it kept running back and forth in front of the shower curtain so he like got out mid shower, like put his towel on and came out into the living room because he really thought she was messing with him. And she was just sitting there like curled up with a blanket. Like, I'm not messing with you. Right. And she saw that same man again and mm. again and again in that house, white shirt, dark hair. And she was home alone one day and like cleaning up around the house. and um the guitar strings on my nephew's guitar just like started strumming themselves and yeah we have all so this is the same sister that has pregnant dreams and when she has a dream that she's pregnant one of our family members turns up pregnant oh that's awesome yeah um not all the time goes because it better not be me the next time you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) She'll call in or she'll put like in our group text and she'll be like, I had a pregnant dream. And we're all looking at each other like, stop me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah. But it it is like every time someone will turn up pregnant. And um, after one of our family members passes away, we always call each other to see who's had a dream. Mm-hmm. because we always have like really vivid dreams after one of our family member passes away and they come to us and it's like they're really there mm. and we're really looking at their face and we're really talking to them and they're like letting us know they're okay but they'll come to different ones of us it won't just because it's you know my family member doesn't mean it won't come to like my cousin Brooke right 
or vice vice versa. And so we'll be like, hey, so-and-so passed away. Has anybody had a dream? And that's normal in my family. Hmm. We're very open about talking about having <laughs> like kind of like these psychic type situations and like with the feelings. Oh, I'm going to go to my friend's house. Do you have a bad feeling about it? Yeah, no, go ahead and go. Right. But so my cousin Kim's daughter recently, um, she said, mom, I just do not have a good feeling about going to school today. And she said, yeah, I'm sure you do. And made her go ahead and go to school. And she gets a call, I guess. And that day at school, her daughter was like up on the monkey bars or something and like fell off, seriously injured herself, had a bloody cut up face and actually injured herself so badly. They had to wheel her out in a wheelchair that that afternoon. And my cousin was like, when I went to go pick her up from school and they wheeled her out in a wheelchair, I was like, okay, it is seriously, a she's got the Hamilton thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the Hamilton back feelings thing. And so it's really real, like for us at least. Um, yeah, so there's also a weird thing about UFOs. Mm. Like <laughs> every single person in my family besides like one or two people have had like a crazy UFO story. And my dad swears that, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, um, and it was right here in my notes. While we were living there, my dad tried to kill himself in the basement. Oh. And we went, and my mom found him down there. And it, that house, it just, but anyway. Like how did he, he try to kill that, himself? Huh? How did he, how did he try and kill himself? I think he tried to shoot himself. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, um, they called 911 and everything on him because he was really, he was, he was really going to shoot himself. Damn. So he swears that he saw UFOs over that house all the time. Mm. And my brother actually has a story where he went down to like Lake Erie and they were just sitting out by the water, which Lake Erie actually has a lot of UFO stories mm-hmm. for some reason. <laughs> yes, it it's does. like a hot spot. <laughs> and actually, my grandparents' house is not far at all from Lake Erie. Mm. So that whole area in general is like real ramped up. Right. So he said he was sitting like on the beach with his friends and like, they saw something from the distance, like coming near them. And then it just like kept getting closer, 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 no sound whatsoever. He said, I could hear like the waves coming in and nothing else. Mm. And just the lights becoming bigger, 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 bigger until they were like right on top of them, like looking up at it and they get up. And they just start kind of like sprinting off away from the thing and it is following them. And he said they like slowly started to like run faster and the faster they ran, the faster it would follow them. And he said they were running for their life at one point and it was just keeping like right up behind them. And he said, I could hear uh, our footsteps in the sand and my own heart beating and my friends like breathing but not the thing in the sky 
That's crazy. No sound whatsoever. That's weird that you bring and, up UFOs because the the guest I had on right before you that that was the whole conversation. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. What did they hear anything? Uh he was actually abducted. He did a twenty and back. Oh my god. Yeah. Shoot, my brother could have did one, and he just got his shit repressed. <laughs> we'll, we'll find <laughs> out later. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's like weird because it's it's not just the ghosts it's like ufos and um my aunt said that they were driving home from church one night her and my cousins and a friend from church and they like a ufo was following like wherever their car went Hmm. it was like going along with them and i just don't i asked my cousin kim like how many families do you know that you can say every person in their family has lived in a haunted house, has seen a ghost and a UFO. And not she was like, many. not many. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> not at <"Yeah."> all. <laughs> um, Sorry, hit the wrong button. No, you're- <laughs> <laughs> Scared the shit uh, out of me. I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's a ghost. <laughs> so the most profound part of this story, probably, um, is that my aunt Charlotte my grandmother, my grandpa, my mother, and my aunt Connie all died three years apart from each other. Oh. Exactly. On the same day? In the same month, pretty much. Wow. And so my aunt Charlotte died first at 58 years old. December 2008. Three years later, my grandfather dies. December 2011. Three years later, my grandmother. November 2014. Three years later, my mother dies at 60. Three days after her birthday. Um, in 2017, and then three. Um. Three years later, my aunt Connie dies at age 54, three months before her birthday. They're not very old. Yeah, their deaths are suspicious, ghosts. Yeah, I'll say. Like, is Um, that, like, officially, like, suspicious? Like, Yeah, they're officially suspicious in my mind. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if, like, a police report was was Um, No, it's just a 58-year-old person. My aunt, the first one who died, she died from a disease called Louie body. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's obscure as fuck. Okay. Okay. And it, what it is, is it's a disease um, that deposits protein in your brain and it causes the tissues in your brain to start to decay. Hmm. She died at 58 from that. That's not normal. That's almost related to uh, cannibalism. Like if it does similar like things I've to your nev- mom. I had never heard of that in my life when they said she's got the Louis body disease. And I was like, what is yeah. this? And why? Because she's so young. Right. And it was just like quick, quickly lost her mind couldn't eat, couldn't speak, 
had no memory whatsoever, didn't know where she was, didn't know who she was, was in a nursing home. And I'm pretty sure like they had to like basically ask us at the end of her life if we wanted to like hook her up to like life support or a feeding tube. Like she had forgot how to do everything. Right. And we were like, no, that's not a life. Right. Um, 58 though. Yeah, that's not very old. A very obscure disease. And then, you know, my grandfather also died of a disease of the mind. And then my grandmother, three years later, dies of a disease of the mind. Mm. And then three years later, my mother at age 60 dies of breast cancer. But there's no history of cancer whatsoever in my family and my sister actually got the genetic test and she there's no genetic nothing no cancer mm. anywhere wow that usually... they removed her lymph nodes and everything yeah. she did radiation and chemo lost all of her hair all of her teeth and was i wish i would have found that guy that you had on mm -hmm. whose mother was murdered by chemo oh um, yeah rob yeah, I wish I would have found that guy whose mother was also murdered by chemo before like this happened to my mom because I watched her turn into um, a shell of herself. Mm -hmm. And then just to have it come back all over her body. Right. Because yeah, radiation isn't not, good. That, no. Why, why would you kill every living part of your body just to go after cancer? You know what I mean? It makes no sense no sense whatsoever and my mom was such a trooper about it but um we actually had her stay with my sister at my sister's house um while she was in the end stages of her life mm -hmm. and the second time the cancer came back my mom was like fuck all of that no chemo no radiation no surgery my mom went out like a G she just sat there and was like, I'm living my life the best I can live it. And I'll die when I'm ready to die. I'm right. not doing any medicine. I'm not doing any of that. Um, she had like panic attacks all the time. She was like a real anxious person. She was like, as long as I got my Xanax <laughs> and some, some pain meds, I'm good. I'll right. just rock this out till the end. But when she did start getting really bad, my sister said, like, she saw my grandpa walk through the house into her room okay. a few times. And it was actually really comforting because it was like he was coming to get her. Right. And um, I'm so into the paranormal and stuff because of, like, how my life has been. And... I sat by my mom's bed one day while she was, she was real out of it, you know, just not well at all. And she would say, oh, they're talking about me again. And like, just point to an empty corner of the room. And hmm. that's common with people who are about to pass away. Right. And so I, I begged her, I was like, mom, describe it to me. Like, what do you see? Like, yeah. who's in the room? What are they saying? And she'd just be like, I can't tell you. And it was just very, I don't know. I wish she would have told me, but it just was for her. You know, you said something in the beginning about what was it? Your great grandfather being like a, a medicine man or a, yeah. 
shaman a conjuring healer yeah conjuring healer and discussed it with your your aunt or whatever and she never passed it on what if by her not passing it on it that trait has been jumping between all you fam all you and your family members trying to look for the next person to to express itself in exactly yeah that would be wild that That would be be. wild because it reminds me a lot of uh like like native american medicine men you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and 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 other cultures you know like that and it you know and then you get down into to louisiana where where stuff like that is really rampant you know what i mean and you get the dark side of the voodoo and 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 what have Mm -hmm. you but you know maybe that's why you guys are seeing the things that that you're you are seeing because it's trying to look for express itself yep for its next host that it it rightfully needs you know or deserves yes because um you know my aunt we so my first aunt that died from that obscure ass disease you know that took her you know really fast and like she she didn't have time to like say her goodbyes really I don't feel like my mom did and I got to say goodbye to my mom. Um, and this is just a side note. I've never had a nosebleed before in my life. When I went in the hospice care facility that she was at the mm. night that she died, I said my goodbyes and I, me and my mom were the best of friends. Like I'm her little twin, even right. to this day. Like if I see myself in certain outfits, I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm turning into my mom. Like, <laughs> you know, I have her face, I have her body like, Oh Jesus. But anyways, um, my nose like poured like a faucet the rest of that night like I didn't and we didn't know that she was actually going to pass away that night Mm -hmm. I came after work to visit with her and I just was like I need to go ahead and like say what I have to say in case there isn't a tomorrow and like as I was like talking with her and just like you know sitting with her like rubbing her hands and my I felt like the cold like on my lip and then I look and then my both my nose like it was just pouring blood out Mm. haven't had a nosebleed since never had one before that's crazy Mm -hmm. that's very crazy and so the aunt that my great-grandfather passed this trait onto this gift onto Mm -hmm. she was actually the last of our family members to die um and she never, uh, she never passed it on to anyone and she died very suddenly. And I don't really know if my cousins want me to really go into how she died, but it was very suddenly, it was very traumatic to our entire family. And it's like I said, it was just very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really fresh for them because it just happened like a year ago. I'm so yeah. Um, but yeah, it just nothing makes sense about this to me. Right. They were very young and to die exactly like three years apart from each other in the same season. Yeah. It's just what if what kind of coincidence is that? Um if you can if if you're a gambling person, man, you, you best go out and play the lottery. You know what I mean? Because that <laughs> I that mean, does 
that is very un- unlikely. You know what I mean? To boom, three years, boom, three years, boom, three years. But the, the weird, weird number there is three. And so when I called my cousin, Sandy, and she was the one who was like, oh, that house where that guy killed himself in. And like, we didn't know she knew that or she was going to volunteer that she used to see that guy standing at the bottom of her bed. She goes, yeah, you remember um, Mama um, when she had that miscarriage and we were going like, oh yeah, Mama did have a miscarriage. And she, and I said, do you happen to know like anything about that? Like what happened? And she goes, oh, well, I have this ancestry DNA thing. I'll get on there and I'll see if I can find the death certificate. And so um, she goes back and she finds that my grandma actually had a miscarriage of a little boy and he died. Uh, he, he only lived 12 hours, which if you do like the numerology thing reduces to three. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was born in 1953 and uh, born and died three years after my great, my, my first aunt was born. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. So ghosts, I mean, you tell me. That's why I said like, if, if one of your listeners hears this and they're like, I feel like I could connect some dots there for mm-hmm. our family. I would love to know like what they think the fuck happened. Right. Because even after, and I, why, when you said, have you ever thought about going back to that house and seeing if they've had any ghost stories? Um, why I'm going actually to Ohio in two weeks is we're having like a mass burial for my entire family. Mm. Um, we're burying my grandma, my grandpa, my aunt, who, by the way, her husband died. So I'm burying my aunt, my uncle, my mother, and my other aunt. And we're putting them all together in the same grave because they're cremated. Right. Um, so we're burying their urns together. Uh, that's why we were thinking, like, maybe while we're in Ohio, we after the funeral we can go and knock on the door and see if they've experienced anything but to think about burying your entire family is in the in the way that they di- they died in the order that they died yeah is very um suspicious to me oh very highly suspicious Um, And so just to add more fuel to this fire, my sister later kind of was trying to put some pieces together. And she said, do you realize they died in the order that they were saved? And I said, really? And she goes, yeah, they died in the order that they gave their life to Jesus Christ. Exactly. Whoa. And, And so my aunt, my older, my, the oldest aunt went and got saved Mm -hmm. and she came home and my grandpa was like, she was like really on fire, you know, like Mm -hmm. a baby Christian, you know, real on fire for the Lord. And she came home and my grandpa was like, don't let me catch you going down to that church (laughs) anymore. Like you're, you're acting weird. Okay. And so she just kept on and kept on and kept on. And then he got saved brought my grandma and then my grandma got saved and then they had my mother and my her her little sister and they were they died in that order that they were saved that is so strange like exactly three years apart from each other 
Yeah. That's almost like a mockery. It is. Like, yes. Yeah. And, um, my grandpa always used to say, like, he used to have like a very specific prayer that he doesn't care what happens to him as long as he doesn't lose his mind Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to end up in a home. Um, and that's how he died. Right. So it just is, it's hard, you know, to think about stuff like that. And I asked my, um, my family, like, if anything recently like has been going on and of course it has like it never ends (laughs) it just keeps it just keeps coming and you know my my cousin's children at this point are getting a little bit older they're like five and six and um my cousin Brittany the one who banged her head on everything Mm -hmm. uh she used to play with an imaginary friend that her older cousin played with but she didn't know that but they had the same name and it was like a really specific name like genia or something like that and so her daughter Brittany's daughter has now had like started having an imaginary friend whose face is burnt and that won't doesn't want to come around anybody because she's embarrassed because her whole family died in a fire and her face is burnt, and she doesn't want to, and it's, like, the same name. What? Yeah. Wow. I couldn't imagine seeing that as as a little child, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I know, and, um, and so my, my cousin Kim was, like, all right, I'm gonna tell you this, but I only say this because you're going to go ahead and, and like put our family stuff out there. And I feel like if, if anybody knows why our family's like this, maybe they can call. And I was like, okay, well, what's the story? And she said, well, you know, there was something weird in our house, totally different house. And there were certain rooms that like me and my brother couldn't even go in for more than five minutes because we just felt like we needed to immediately get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, my friend came over one night and had a sleepover with me. And we, you know, just chilled out all night, slept in sleeping bags, like whatever. And her friend wakes up because she, I guess she heard like keys jingling, like somebody was getting up, moving around in the middle of the night, about to leave the house or something. And she looks over and there's like a grim reaper looking type entity, like hanging over my cousin's body while she was sleeping and just kind of like staring at her. And that friend never spent the night at that house again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I would have (laughs) either. So I guess like a few days later, her neighbors are outside and they're like, yeah, um, we saw like this weird, like flashlight kind of thing, like in the woods behind your house. And we thought somebody was out snooping around in the woods behind your house a couple nights ago. We got scared. We were going to call the cops because we, and she, they said like, we could hear like the keys jingling and like the light. And we thought somebody was trying to break into your house and the light went all the way down the back of the woods and into your house. And they were like, we just want to make sure like you guys are okay. Like, did anything happen? And it was that night that Kimmy's friend woke up and saw the thing laying over her. 
Yeah. And now you you have uh, neighbors validating the, the, yes. the sighting. Yes. Jeez. And so right before her father died, he was very unwell and um, he had drinking problem and he would just like chain smoke cigarettes and she was sitting on the couch with him and he would just like be out of it, you know, just had drinking and like chain smoking cigarettes. And she looked, she was just like looking over at him and he was just very unwell. It was like close to the end of his life. And he, his head turns, looks at her and she said she saw his face slowly like twist and kind of morph and like a very like demonic like look comes over his face and she it just starts grinning at her and just stares and like smiling at her like for a bit like an extended she said it's so traumatizing that she does she was like crying to me on the phone like I never talked she was like I never talk about it I never bring it up because I it it's like really traumatizing for me yeah and she goes but after my dad died, I had a dream that he was with me in the car and we were driving in the middle of nowhere. And he looked over at me and he said, like, Kimmy, like, where am I? Like, what happened to me? And she said, dad, you died. And he was so confused. Like he was, he was like, I died. And she said, yeah, dad, you died. And like the dream was so realistic. Like I said before, we have like those kind of dreams. Mm-hmm. And she said, I felt like I had to explain to my dad because of the way that he died. He didn't even realize he had died. Mm. And he yeah. was like coming to her, like, what, where the fuck am I? Right. And it's just, it's, I, I don't know what's wrong with our family. Like, do you We're, see things- our, like our intent our antenna is like real sensitive to picking mm. these kind of things up yeah do you do you do you see things in your house hell no i don't <laughs> see anything but <laughs> <laughs> i do still have like really vivid dreams like all the time i'm still waiting it has been a while since my mom died and it's been really hard for me. So I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to see her yet. Right. And that's why I haven't had a dream, but I am waiting to have it because I know she'll come to me eventually. And again, I don't say that to sound like a kook. I just know that she will. Right. And I know I will eventually have a dream like that. I think she's appeared to my sister already. Oh, okay. And my sister, my sister, she's the queen of dreams. Like in the, like Joseph King of dreams from the Bible, but it's my sister and she'll all the time. She'll be like, yep, mama came to me last night in a dream. And I'm like, well, can you tell her to stop by my house? Cause I really miss her. Like, right. <laughs> I'd love to have a dream with her. Um, my husband don't play none of that shit. I can barely get him to watch Halloween town when, <laughs> when Halloween comes around. So he's not playing none of that. Like he will, I'm actually kind of glad that we were having this conversation while the sun is still up because I'm at home by myself right now. And this shit gives me the creeps every time well, you, <laughs> I talk you're about doing it. Good. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known that you got, you were having the creeps, you know, you, you, you seem like a pretty strong woman. So 
Well, thank you. It's just, um, I, I've told these stories a lot mm-hmm. and they've been told to me a lot. And I felt, felt like everybody's family was like that. Like, oh, um, so did you see ghosts when you were little? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, really? Cause <laughs> like, why not? My family is like, you know, <laughs> what's that one movie poltergeist yeah (laughs) so my uh my cousin Brittany was like do you feel like whatever was in that first house that guy that killed himself and it just followed us and like tormented us and tormented my mother and like the in in the way that you know she eventually ended up passing away and she was tormented all her life and my cousin thinks that it followed us and continues to, and that we just are so like so much more sensitive that, to that kind of stuff that we're able to pick up on it. But my sister like has seen some other guy right. following her around in her home. So is it that we see everything or is it that one thing keeps like following us? I don't oh, no. know. I think you guys might be open to a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, energy attracts to you pretty damn easy. You know what I mean? And what it's like I said, when we were little and like, go ask your mom if she has a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. And when you use like your, your sixth sense all the time like that. And when you're little and it becomes like normal to you, I just feel like everyone should be raised in a home where you do that right go off of what you feel not like oh you have a bad feeling well you know you still got to go to work today and then it ends up you you get in a car accident or something like you Mm -hmm. should always go from what you feel about that like whatever situation that you're going to go into uh, absolutely uh i'm i'm a firm believer in what most people be like you know go with your gut you know your sense, yes. whatever you know it, that radar goes off for a reason and mm-hmm. if, if you're not paying attention to it you know bad, like you said bad things can happen you know but do you get false false ones every now and again yeah you could but for the most part your your gut doesn't lie to you you know what i mean it, that like <laughs> that radar is going off for a reason yeah And as a child, I feel like it's really important for parents to validate that in a child and not, oh, well, you're, you're, you're six years old. Like, what do you know? Right. And kind of nurture that in a child because kids are so open to Mm -hmm. everything. Like they see everything, they feel everything. And so like my parents, like our parents, would a thousand percent like if I said mom I'm seeing a ghost she'd be like really like where like she was into all that shit then she would never tell me like oh well you're just a kid and you're seeing stuff or like that it's not real she really believed in all of that because they experienced all that kind of stuff yeah I was like the only kid in fourth grade when we learned about like um Lee Harvey Oswald shot President Kennedy. I was like, did he though? Because <laughs> like, my mom was like so into conspiracy theories. She'd be like, 
that's just for us though. Don't go right. to school and say it. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, she loved, like she loved everything. She would sit and watch like Bigfoot documentaries for hours. And she, she'd be like, I read this book on what really happened to Marilyn Monroe. Do you want to know about it? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> like, um, but because I've had like this kind of upbringing and just, you know, this is like my life before podcasts were starting to get like cool and everything. I would just sit and like do research on paranormal stuff. And like Leonardo da Vinci is my thing. Mm. And I've done a ton of research on him and like the whole kind of like the da Vinci code, like the whole Mary Magdalene kind of vibe thing right. going on. And I could sit and do like 17 episodes. I should start my own podcast. You should. You should. Because <laughs> I have like, I could do like a whole 17 episode just on like the Mary Magdalene thing and, you know, Leonardo da Vinci. But that kind of stuff is just like so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because you start researching one thing and next thing you know, you're about eight rabbit holes to the left. And yeah. now you're 17 rabbit holes down. And now you're six rabbit holes back to the right. And it just yes. it doesn't end. And you're like, oh, shit, how do I get the fuck back out of here? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it kind of unfolds itself for you yes. the way it's meant to. Um, like the, the last episode that I listened to and he was like, well, I believe this, but my wife is a Christian and I respect her journey. Mm. Um, yep, it's, with Lehman. Yes, it's two different journeys, but the one that's meant for you will unfold for you yes so I feel like and especially with situations like what happened to my family it doesn't have a religion to it I feel like that's it's just really unfortunate stuff that happened um that's why I said like with all the crosses and everything that was up in the house and it the, the activity was rampant so it's not like it had a subscribed religion it was just energy hmm. and however you discover it it will unfold for you how it's supposed to oh absolutely i mean i told mm -hmm. you before we started recording i went over to uh you know my local you know i get chris crystal shop whatever you want to call it um mystic healing um just to get some sage so I can, you know, smudge my house. I don't have anything going on, but it's just like a protective thing. You know what I mean? I have a guest coming yeah. on that, you know, I just got to protect myself. I, you know, I've had attachments in the past. I've, I've had paranormal experiences and I don't want to bring this, bring any of that back. You know what I mean? So if I can ward it off to begin with, awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my wife was like, yes, please go, please go get some. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. she used to have some when, cause she used to be a massage therapist, but I, we can't find where, where she, she put it, you know, cause it, between moving or moving it around, you know what I mean? It's just like, I was like, I'll just go buy some, you know, it's not that, that super expensive. So, but yeah, you, I you have little know. crystals up all over my house. I have the clear quartz and the tourmaline and yeah. everything. Yeah. Here's, here's my tourmaline. Um, yeah, I got two black shungites and I have a black shungite on the back of my phone. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. 
actually did some research on like the crystal grids mm-hmm. and I set them up all over my house. So oh, like nice. in every single room, even my dog's bedroom, I have like little crystals on a shelf sitting there to protect them because they're they're my kids because I don't have kids. Right. But I literally have a crystal grid set up in my house because I'm not playing. If Mm-mm. this thing comes into my house, I don't got time for you. You no. better get up on out of my house. Right immediately see yourself out i don't yep. have time for no brook bending over backwards up in my house i gotta get up at 6 30 i'm in hr okay mm-hmm. i got a whole full-time job i don't have time for you <laughs> <laughs> like get, i'm not get your ghost around. ass on <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so no i haven't and my um husband's parents actually own this house and they lived here before us and they actually brought my husband home from the hospital in this house. And so I feel oh. like a lot of love in here, actually. Well, that's good. So it's a really nice house. And um, as far as like loving energy mm-hmm. in this home. But like with the UFO stuff and the paranormal stuff, I kind of had listened to something recently on like Dog Man about mm. how it's physical, but yet interdimensional mm-hmm. and that while there are very physical aspects to the phenomenon just like what we saw in the house was a very physical aspect what about like when I had all those dreams about opening the doors in the hall in, in the house and like they leading somewhere else like portals yep something was portaling the fuck in to mm-hmm. the house yeah it's like cosmic uh how did ron moorhead uh co- oh. co- cosmic uh quant quantum energy or quantum something something like that i i'm drawing a blank i'm because I, I, I had like on, entanglement kinda um because he wrote a book uh he was the one that recorded the sierra sounds um back in the 70s and he wrote a book uh quantum bigfoot because quantum physics and um spirituality cosmic spirit quantum spirituality that's that's what him and i were kind of talking about Mm -hmm. and and it makes kind of sense you know what i mean like it it opens up to another dimension because there's so many different dimensions and different different realms you know like when we die you know are we energy at the end of the day and become energy and reincarnate into another life form or you know is heaven what they say it is and hell is what it is you know no but like yeah. i said in the, earlier everything that we were we're told is is ultimately a theory at the end of the day so you yeah. know you know it's one of those things you know but after getting into this podcast and listening to podcasts, I never thought I'd be the type that would carry around crystals and, and believe in, in what they do and many other things. You know, I, I, I always, you know, kind of lean toward the, towards that stuff, but mm-hmm. never fully started implementing it. And now that I have, call it a placebo effect or whatever, but to me, it, it works and it, and it helps. And, you know... Some people, they're just like, no, don't buy that and teach their own. It, that, that's, that's fine. Not everybody it, has to. It's It frustrates me and it irks my nerves when I hear someone 
who has dedicated a lot of time to like studying the paranormal and they'll go, well, I don't really know what it is, but, um, you know, I don't know if every account is some, and I'm like, okay, well, what's your ghost story? What have, well, I haven't experienced, I've just, well, fuck off then because it's very real. Okay. And it, it's very real. Right. And it very much happens to people who are not celebrities, regular Mm -hmm. people like me and my family. And I watched like celebrity ghost stories all the time. Like it would come on and we'd watch like, you know, whoever JLo tell her ghost story. And they're like, Ooh, if JLo had a ghost, then it's, well, you know what? Fuck JLo because it happens to normal, regular people mm-hmm. who go the rest of their life, like me and my whole family dying three years apart from each other. And they never, they never find answers and they never know because the second you bring it up, someone's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the ghost, the ghost got them. Like, it's just very, it really irks my nerves because if you haven't experienced it in your own life, you can't even comment on it. No, no, not at all. It, it's like someone saying to somebody, oh, I don't believe you were abused as a child because I never was abused. Well, how, yeah. how can you take that away from me? Because I was, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw this ghost, you know, you can't take that away from me just because you didn't see one doesn't mean I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's very um, specific to each person, I feel like, because. Um, some people like Teresa Caputo, you know, she's like the Long Island medium and Mm -hmm. I watched her for a long time and I'd be like, I really would love to have that gift where she can like see and interact with dead people and express to their loved ones that they're okay and that they're fine. And I, you do have to realize though, when you get, when you let the good in, you also let other things in Mm -hmm. and you have to protect yourself. And like a while ago, like many years ago, I started to kind of have those dreams again, where I was like falling through doorways. And I kind of thought about something that she had said in like one of her episodes where it's like, if you want to close everything off and you don't experience anything at all, you can just imagine like a doorway, like a door shutting in your mind. Mm-hmm. And there was times where I, I would think that it was starting to come back a little bit, like I, some activity would be picking up. And I would just imagine the door closing in my mind and like me bricking it up and like putting chains <laughs> around it. Like, fuck no, fuck no. But when you let the good in, you also have to deal with whatever else comes in with and the bad and the evil come in a lot quicker than the good yeah disguised as great grandmas too yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah so it's really hard to like decipher is this something positive is this something negative should i be doing this at all and it's like a fine line like i said before it's very blurred is this something good or is this something bad no one knows you like you just have to experience it (laughs) yeah absolutely and sometimes experiencing it isn't very fun (laughs) no not at all I mean have has anything like this ever happened to you or your family like paranormal wise um me personally uh paranormal yes uh 
I don't think my sister or my mom, now my, my real dad, uh, he lives in the, the house that my granddaddy built. Uh, that had some activity. I know um, a rocking chair would, would rock on its own a lot um, when I was out there visiting as, as a young child. And I remember coming home and, at, you know, we were out for dinner or I, I don't know, maybe the grocery store or whatever. And um, we got home and I remember my granddad running in. He's like, you know, you stay here for a second. And he ran in and my, my grand grandma, you know, explained to me, she's like, you know, you know, your granddaddy saw the rocking chair move and he just wanted to make sure everything was okay before we went in. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> and but then I, I, I don't know, you know, I, I've, I've seen apparitions at, a local library um, had an attachment. Me and my daughter a couple years ago were sitting in the backyard having a campfire. It was late at night, no lights on, and then the the entire house is around us. Mm-hmm. And we heard like disembodied little children's laughter. Like, and we were like, she looked at me. She's like, Dad, you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. You want to go in? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I said, I'll yeah. go get the. I'll go get the hose. We're going to put the fire out. We'll, we'll, we'll finish hanging out inside, <laughs> but, it, but you know, it's, it's weird. And then, you know, uh, being an, an empath, I hate bringing that up all the time, but you, you know, you, you go off energy and you sense things, you know what I mean? You, you pick up on, um, when someone's just not, not right. And they might be doing their best to disguise it and it's working for everybody else, but I can walk up and be like, yo dude what's going on what do you mean Mm -hmm. what's going on Um, yeah let's talk about it and let's get it out you know you you need somebody to talk to and next thing you know they're just like spilling their guts and like how did you know i'm just like don't worry about it i knew you needed to talk you know what i mean we'll get through this and but Mm -hmm. you know and i I don't think my wife's really had any paranormal i i don't i honestly don't know why i i do or did i don't go looking for it i know my daughter uh, recently got an apartment just a few houses down, you know, the block or whatever. And she was giving me a tour. They have the whole entire second floor. And she goes, yeah, this door goes to the attic. And she opened it up and I was standing right by her. And I just got this rush of energy. I said, close that door. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, just close that door. I do not like the vibe I'm getting. And she's like, okay. So she closed it. I says, there are light switches. She goes, mm, we can't find any. I said, okay, you know, and then we sat and we were shooting the shit, what have you. And I, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me, you know, feeling something that really wasn't there. So I walked over, opened it again, and I felt this rush. And immediately this anxiety just didn't, didn't feel right. I said, you know, it's up to you. I said, I would not go up there if I were you. I said, keep that door closed. And she hasn't, from what I, under, from what I remember, she hasn't gone up yet. And when my wife went over to, to see um the apartment too she opened the door she didn't feel anything but as soon as she did i was like can you please close that fucking door you know she might need to salt that yeah doorway (laughs) something (laughs) but i get i get feelings like that and you know i i deal with it i don't i you know and very vivid dreams almost every night you know and i i talked to you know a guest not that long ago and we, it was a lot about dreams and I didn't realize I was actually having lucid dreams pretty much my whole life. And, you know, because mm-hmm. I explained to him, I said, yeah, I used to have this dream a lot when I was a young kid that I'd be underwater 
and I'd be panicking because in my dream that I can't breathe under underwater. And next thing I knew, I was like, Hey, you're in a dream. You can breathe underwater because this is your dream. And I'd be able to breathe. And he goes, that's lucid dreaming. You were controlling your dream. You were controlling that set wherever you were in, in, in the yeah. dream state of consciousness, you were controlling that. I was like, Oh mm-hmm. shit. I never knew that's what that was. And, but yeah, you no, know, it, it was pretty cool. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I still consider myself just a normal, normal dude, but you know, I, when I first started this, I didn't think talking about my paranormal uh, experiences because I went on upstate unconventional uh, with Nico to mm-hmm. talk about it. And, you know, I could normally tell the, most of my stories in like 10, 15 minutes, but when you start getting asked questions and getting into the details and wanting to get the details just right, kind of like how you came prepared, you know, you realize, oh shit, I, I went from something that I thought would be 10, 15 minutes to almost two hours. And, you know, here we are going on almost the three hour mark and you mm-hmm. didn't disappoint. Not one bit. You know what I mean? Really? So, yeah, yeah. Not one bit. I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, I'm glad I set this, this time aside, you know, and, and, and you had a good feeling about it. I did. I did. And you're like, you if, if I'm boring, just tell me to stop. I was like, I, d- I doubt you're going to be boring. So, and you know, I sat here, you know, almost speechless most of it. Cause you know, you were just laying it out and I'm just like, holy shit. I couldn't imagine everybody just all your family going through this. You know what I mean? Usually it's just like maybe one person in the family and they all look at it, at that individual, like, Oh, you're, mm-hmm. you're just the crazy person in the family, but no, your whole family has, you know, like you said, yeah, antennas no. up. yes. And so I remember a podcast that you did with like the occult rejects and mm-hmm. it was like, is it a good thing to have your third eye open? Yeah. And I say, I don't think some people have a fucking choice in that. I think like it just slowly starts opening for you based off of like, like what if something to do with like my great grandpa, like being the conjuring healer Mm -hmm. or is it sometimes like programmed into you that you're more susceptible to have it open? Right. Is it a choice? Like, is it like, sometimes I don't think it is. I don't know if it's a good thing that it should be open and I respect that, but I don't know if it's a choice. Right. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you if it is or not, you know, I've just always kind of, you know, like I would get asked here and there, you know, what was your first conspiracy or what woke you up? And I'm like, I really can't pinpoint it. I just always felt awake my whole life. You know what I mean? Like I, I just kind of always questioned things and, you know, yeah. if it didn't set right, I would question it. You know, what was that me, my third eye being open since I was little and I just learned to adapt and, and, and it was, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was because like, you can do like New York Patriot and practice opening it and practice, like going to the, like to the edge and coming back and like, mm-hmm. that's great. And you can practice it. But sometimes it's just like a natural ability to be able to like, like you said, sense things, have feelings, see apparitions, see, and it's just not even your choice. No. And it's clearly not your family's choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> you know, you got it. 
you're going to have to deal with it, <laughs> whether you like, like it or not. How can you explain little kids having the same imaginary friend? Yeah, that that's weird. And same name. Do you? Just, and it's not like my little baby cousin JJ is in her room practicing alchemy. So right. you know, <laughs> she right. just she just sees a little girl who she thinks is her friend with a burnt up face, and she's like, "Yeah, mom. I mean, like, I play with her all the time. Like, what's weird about that?" And it's like, "Oh, well, I played with her too when I was little." Right. That's what's weird about yeah, it. You know. Exactly. I don't, uh, so I just, I don't feel like it's a choice all the time. No, I don't think it is either. And, you know, some people handle it better than others. You know, it, could some of these, you know, like, I'll just say like the son of Sam, you know, could his third eye have been opened and he just didn't know how to handle it. And that, you know, the dog told me to, to, to kill these people, you know, well, maybe we should take a moment and I'm not condoning anything that he did. But maybe we should do a little extra research into, you know, obviously the government does it with MK Ultra and every other fucking program, secret program that they do. Why don't you put it to mm -hmm. good use and and maybe try to figure out why these people are, you know, experiencing that. But at the end of the day, I don't think they want to because they're going to stumble across the truth of us being able to be more conscious or conscious open and to know the truth and uh, they don't they want they want us dumbed down they want us to fall lockstep and just be sheep you know what i mean well they yeah because the second someone mentioned something like that like for example the son of sam and he went and did what he did mm -hmm. um it's so easy to jump to madness but that's why i say dementia alzheimer's like we don't know what that is no my god they named dementia dementia in the 13th century and that's like where it stopped right. they were like all right well this is this person's clearly fucking nuts out of their mind they got the dementia and that's mm -hmm. it yeah anytime somebody would start displaying like the same type of sip they'd be oh they got the dementia mm -hmm. yep well what is it though what is it doing to the mind? Yeah. Is it opening the veil? You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, um, like the germ theory or whatever, like, mm -hmm. is our viruses real or what have you? Like, is it all in our head? If you believe you're well, then you'll be well. If you think you're sick, you'll, you'll be sick. And so they look at the, the, part of the brain where the dementia or what and it's all very scientific like well we can see this is slowly starting to decay in their brain and this is why they're having these symptoms and it's very scientific but it's like well what about the spiritual aspect of what's going on in this person's brain right because i'm pretty sure when you have near death experience your brain is not like firing mm -mm. No, but yet you remember seeing yourself on the operating table. Yeah. Hovering above yourself and all sorts. So of what can you please give me something scientific about what's going on with their brain then? Mm -hmm. They can't. Oh, you can't. Well, it's probably spiritual then. Yeah. Very. <laughs> they yeah. Don't, they don't, they don't want to admit that part, you know, cause that goes against science. Exactly. So 
I don't know those. I just feel like a lot of the things that happen, even on a daily basis, we just take for granted, like sitting in the same room with somebody with dementia and just being like, Oh my God, I just wish this would be over with. Cause I just, I'm getting so tired of dealing with them. Or it's like, do you have any idea what they're going through? They're like lost somewhere. And, and I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to describe that. Yeah, for sure. Well, do you want to plug your uh, Instagram one more time before yes. we, we wrap it up? Yeah. And um, ch- so it's uh, cosmic.peach underscore on Instagram. And um, I would love to hear anyone's theories. <laughs> yes, please. And and if you don't have Instagram and you just want to reach out, email me, uh, mythirdipod at gmail.com and, and I will make sure I forward your questions over to Julia that way, uh, or answers, whatever you have, you know what I mean? And that way you guys can, uh, <laughs> hopefully figure something out because it, yeah. I, I, I'm lost. I, 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 I wish I had an answer, but you know, I, I, it, it's, it's a tough one to put your finger on. So it's very complex. Yes. So <laughs> Having said that, um, thank you again for coming on. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on if you want to talk about anything else. Uh, I had a great time. You did not disappoint. You said, yeah, well, I can easily fill two hours. Well, <laughs> uh, we went three. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, having said that, to my listeners, make sure you think for yourself. Ghost.